welcome to The Crunch with Crib. I'm Jess, and each episode I'll be talking with some of WA's best real estate agents and business people to find out what makes them tick and what lessons they've learned on their journey to success. Mother-daughter duo Christine and Chanel Majax of Deathridge Groves combined forces last year and have gone from strength to strength ever since. With diverse backgrounds in criminal law and apparel, we spoke to the team about how they play to their strengths and what it's like to work in such a tight-knit family team. Ladies, Team Majax, this is us. Welcome to the Crunch Room, ladies. I'm very, very excited to have you. I've been wanting to have you in here for a while. Thank you. And um, you you fit beautifully into my theme for the start of this year, the generational change. Absolutely. Mm. I think it is. I think mother-daughter. Yeah. Yep. Mother-daughter team. So to start us off today, I'd love to know where you both have come from because I know you've both had some interesting careers prior to real estate. Thank you. Yes. Do you want to start us My off? background was banking, banking and I used to work for, for the Commonwealth Bank and then from there we moved down to Margaret River and I was involved in a family surf um, production company, and wow. we travelled the world with that, exporting a product. And what like surf competitions? No, surf product. Board oh, bags, like boards and stuff board like bags, that. Board bags, etc., etc. Manufacturing, manufacturing, yeah, right. Margaret and taking it to the world, and then in I think it was two thousand, we moved back t- to Fremantle. Chanel was accepted to Notre Dame, and my son went to CBC to finish his schooling, and. I bought my home off Hayden Groves and thought, I can do this. I can do real estate. So that's how I got into real estate. Wow. So did you close down the production, the the surf? My brother passed away and he was the key to the company. So we unsold it. Wow. walked away from it, yeah. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. so that's history. And then Chanel, you tell yours. Yeah, so my training... Um, in, I, used to, I say to people often that um, in a previous life, yeah. <laughs> um, I was a lawyer. I was a trial lawyer, a criminal defence lawyer for many years. So I've got a couple of degrees, one being obviously a law degree and the second an arts degree majoring in politics. Mm-hmm. So I was at Notre Dame in Frio um, for quite some time. I loved being a student. It was a, it's a community university. So we were um, in between lectures. We were at Little Creatures or at Gino's having coffee. Studying really yeah, hard. It was really such hard. a hard yeah. um, So really loved that. Did the double degree and met some really great people through that. And I loved the law. Um, it was something that um, I was always passionate about and um, very much enjoyed it. So um, quite quickly, uh, ended up getting into practice and then um, partnership in a criminal defence firm. Wow. So, yeah, loved that. So yeah. how long were you practising? Uh, a while. Some, yeah, a few oh. years. Yeah, several years. Straight from uni into yeah. um, partnership. Yeah, so right. She was very, very fortunate and um, we're all very proud of her. Mm. I didn't have any downtime, put it that way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then again, being student life for me was quite, <laughs> quite luxurious. It wasn't sort of being stuck at campus all the time. It was um, and, of course, living in Fremantle, socialising in Freo and then going to uni, it was all sort of tied into one. It was some of the best years of my life, actually. I met some really great people through that. Um, so just transitioned straight into um, working full-time mm-hmm. and um, then worked my way up and, you know, specialised particularly in criminal defence work, which um, was very, very different from what I'm doing now yeah. in a lot of ways, obviously. Um, but the crossover... Um, there's a lot of crossover. I was going to say, I, I imagine there's a lot of similarities in the way you're dealing with people and mm. taking on 
I don't know. For sure. Yeah, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, I, you know, you're dealing with people um, and finding solutions to mm. what uh, to problems, mm-hmm. um, and uh, often very difficult times in their life, and that's in real estate as well. You Similar. know, transactions are um, very. Few of them are actually about the bricks and the mortar that mm-hmm. we that we sell. Most of um, the deals that we do and the people that we deal with, it's about where they are at that stage in their life, where they want to go from there, um, and different things that are happening in their life. Too. It's a delicate process. People think real estate is a contract, and as Chanel just said, bricks and mortar. That's that's the least of it. It's mm. managing personalities. It's managing expectations. It's managing people's finances. It's managing their day to day life and sitting on the ground playing with children that want to be fed while we're negotiating off on the kitchen table. And I think that's you know I'm butting in from Chanel finishing mm. about where she um, how she got into real estate, but. This game is not about bricks and mortar. It's dealing with people and, and becoming um, on the same page mm. as the seller, as the buyer, especially the seller, and working with them and listening to them, yes. not just coming in and just saying, "Oh, I'm this and this." So yeah, it's it's a really it's a fabulous fabulous industry to be involved in. Yeah, got to be the right personality. A hundred percent. Yeah. Mm. So, what took you from criminal law to mm. real estate? Well, I, I had um, two children quite close together. So mm-hmm. my uh, daughter and my son are only 18 months apart. Okay. Um, I was back in court when my daughter, um, my oldest child, my daughter was six weeks old. So I went straight back into um, the intensity of it all mm-hmm. when she was very young uh, and then um, had my son quite soon after um, my daughter. So things got very busy, very intense, um, and it was just a lot to juggle. Their dad was working away three weeks out of four at the time Um, so I wasn't single but I was flying solo and trying to run a practice and having two babies Um, it just got a lot so I I tried to wind things down to accommodate um, everything that was happening um, in you know having a young family but it's a, again a bit like real estate in that kind of um, role is that it's it's really all or nothing. I was going to say there's something. probably not a lot of part time criminal lawyers no, around. No, it's not <laughs> something you can do fifty um, percent. It's, yeah. it's it's full commitment or it's not. And um, also just the hours in terms of not having flexibility. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm doing a, a jury trial and I'm waiting for a jury to come back at ten o'clock at night. Then I'm waiting for ten o'clock at night. Yeah. It's not yeah. something you, you can can't clock say, in. Excuse me, I've just got to go and do some. I've got to feed things. the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to feed the kids. <laughs> it's feeding hours. So the the lack of flexibility, I suppose, um, with that industry was something that I, I couldn't no longer accommodate with mm-hmm. what I had um, going on with the young family. So took some time off actually, um, a couple of years um, that I didn't work outside the home. And um, for some of that period, Christine also took some time off from Deathridge Groves. Um, and then when Christine went back to work full time again, um, she got very busy uh, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, the time that she had taken away from the office hadn't impacted her business um, or her practice at all. So um, she got very busy very quickly. And I actually just offered to help her out in an admin role, yeah, basically, right. just yeah. to be another set of hands um, and be in the office doing that type of thing so she could be out um, in front of people, buyers and sellers. Uh, and then... She saw how much fun I was having <laughs> and how much um, how I that loved point it. Had you been in real estate? Well, I started really in real estate in 2007 and then 
worked till, when was I there? 2011, took 18 months off. I did some travel, did an interior design course. Then I rang Hayden and I said, Hayden, I'm bored. I need to come back to work. He said, you're deaf. So I had gone back, I'd been back at work probably year and a half yeah and then Chanel I just got so busy and I said oh can you do this for me do this and um then I remember the day that Chanel said to me what do you think if I actually did my license and I got into real estate mum I said your decision go and talk to Hayden it's going to be his choice to take you on and um yeah went from there and okay. in hindsight, it was probably the worst time to actually go into real estate as yeah, someone who yeah. had never, you know, been in the industry before. It wasn't like I was coming back and I had the experience. I mean, times were particularly difficult at mm-hmm. that time. Sort they of, were. I think it was four years ago this week actually that I've been at DG. Yeah. Um. So looking back at how few transactions there were and the hit that selling outcomes had taken, I remember Hayden speaking with me and saying, you know. If you, you can sure? survive, <laughs> if you can survive the yeah. first 12, 24 months, um, you will thrive through in, that. In yeah, that particular and market, absolutely. Yeah. Because because things were very, very difficult, and I, you know, I'm forever grateful to Hayden for giving me the opportunity. Because at that time, many principals and many um, estate agencies were firing people; they weren't mm. hiring them mm. um, because they just had to downsize to to accommodate the hits that survive. they were taking to yeah. survive. Yeah. yeah. And keep the doors open. So, um, I but we've always loved real estate, and we've always loved Fremantle. So, yeah, uh, we used to go to home opens and just to see, you know, the the variety of homes that are available in Fremantle. It's yeah. mind blowing. Yeah, and even now we yeah. still get goosebumps when we go through a home and we haven't seen it before. I think I've driven down this street a million times in the last 20 years, and, I've and we never didn't even knew. know that was there. Yeah. This is yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, every day. That, that's an opportunity for us yeah. to I see and meet people. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I um, love, you know, and just just going into these homes and then people entrust you with this investment. They give you that. Here's me talking with my hands and I don't talk with my hands. <laughs> it's high excitement. And, you know, you're entrusted to deal with that, um, their possession. Mm. And, you know, I still get goosebumps. Yeah. You know, it's just mm. amazing. Yeah. So did you guys start as a team or did you go out on your own at, the fir- at first? We didn't start as a team per se, certainly not in the, the way that we are now. Mm. Um, I was conscious of the fact that Christine had her own brand. She had her own business that she wanted to, to mm-hmm. run and maintain and she had been employed in that capacity by DG. So I was conscious and cognizant of not to impact what it was that she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's such a range of what estate agents want to achieve while they're in the mm, industry, yeah. you know, depending on their age, the stage of their career, what it is that they've got going on personally in their home life. Um, so I didn't want what I wanted to do, my agenda, impact what Christine wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it's sort of evolved, it's certainly become um, a bigger beast, I suppose, yeah. um, than what we had either us as individuals or in our discussions had anticipated. Um, We found that it just was a natural fit and I suppose the market, the difficult market conditions also led us to have the discussion about what what's our point of difference going mm. to be? What are we bringing to a potential vendor that uh, perhaps the agent next door or the agent up the yeah. road can't mm-hmm. or doesn't have that we... What, so what's our point of difference? You know, most agents that are working in a niche area like Fremantle um, probably live and work 
you know, in the in same the area. area. So that's yeah. that's not a point of difference anymore. Um, you know, it's not enough to say that you that your kids go to the local school or that you go to the same restaurants and things like that. Mm-hmm. Knowing your area is not enough anymore. So we wanted to try and find a way and it sort of naturally evolved that we could offer a point of difference to, um, you know, to our vendors and we could manage buyers perhaps in a different way that hadn't been done certainly at DG or in and around Fremantle before. Yeah. And we've got quite a close relationship off air, you know, as um, as a family anyway. Yeah. Our, our whole family is quite close. So it was quite normal. I'd be a talking about, um, about things, Chanel would talk about things, and it got more um, suitable for us to do our listings together. Mm-hmm. We were still separate in our own businesses then. And then um, this was Chanel's idea. She said, well, why don't we create this point of difference and, you know, two for the price of one basically mm-hmm. and really work our buyers that come through the properties that we list. And it's two loads of knowledge and um, two types of personalities mm-hmm. dealing with um, a transaction. Mm-hmm. And it's to this point it's just ticked off and works beautifully Mm -hmm. really does because you are you do it seems like i mean we've only just met but you do have some very separate strengths i guess Mm. is that something that you have found when you're dealing with your buyers and your sellers you know there's certain personalities that chanel will take the lead certainly christine will take the lead absolutely i'm known as good cop and chanel's bad cop (laughs) but look uh, and i think though it's one of those things where it's such a personality-based business. Yes, it's such a personality-based yeah. uh, industry that um, there absolutely there'll be we'll meet with potential vendors uh, and we'll leave and I I will have absolutely loved the property to you know the full works. Mum's just going, oh yeah, it's okay, but it's got this challenge, it's got this, and I'm no, I get it, I love it, I get it. yeah, and vice versa. You know, yes. it happens yeah. at other properties where I'm just like, oh no, not for me. But Christine's like, oh awesome love it i know exactly who that's going to suit yeah um yeah. and so that's from a product standpoint in terms of what we what we respond to um but also in terms of the people so that the sellers any seller is going to love the fact that they're going to have two agents working really hard for them mm. um at the same time um for the same outcome obviously mm. it's, it makes sense and then for our buyers as well uh it's often the case that home opens because of the types of homes that we list within Fremantle, that we have a lot of people coming through a mm. 30 or a 45 minute home open. If you've got, you know, 45, 60 people coming through a home at one time in one very narrow window, those people need to be acknowledged, yeah. conversations need to be had. And Absolutely. And we're not name takers. We just don't get your name as you walk through the door. We have a conversation with mm-hmm. you. What are you looking for? What is it that drew you to this property? How can we help you? So I think that's a lot of our success too is that we actually get to know buyers and we have buyers that ring and say, oh, we've missed out on that one. Oh, what a you know shame. Um, can you find us something? Mm-hmm. So we have buyers that relate to us that... And we work hard, you know, this yeah. is not a, a game that we've decided or oh, just to be part of and sit back and see what happens. Mm-hmm. We're in this, you know, we've invested in it and and I think it's it's really working. Yeah, beautiful. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to jump in and let you know about our new podcast, Off Market Perth. Off Market is the latest project from Crib Creative. Every fortnight you can join me, Shane Beaumont, Ross Hunter and a special guest as we break down Perth's property market. 
You can find Off Market Perth wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend. Now I'll let you get back to your listening. Is there anything, um, Christine, I might start with you because you have been in the industry longer. Yes. Anything that you've ever seen Chanel try or do in the workplace as an agent that you've thought, that's not going to work, and then she's proved you wrong? I think the relationship that Chanel and I have is that um, we listen to each other. I, you know, I might say to her, you know, I might be short with her and say, oh, look, not right now, but we will sit down and we'll discuss an idea and by the end of that discussion we've worked out how it can work mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not a person that will ever dismiss anybody's idea on any level, whether it's in workplace or personal um, life, because... It just makes you look at something in a different way. Yeah. And normally it works out for the better. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Chanel? No, I think I'm a little bit the same, actually, because the way that we um, communicate, and we've always been, you know, as mother and daughter, before we ever were colleagues um, or team members, we've always had a very honest, straightforward, um, communication-based relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we often say to our sellers, you know, if anything, we'll over-communicate with you. We're telling you too much. Yeah. We're wanting, you know, we're touching base too much. But that's how we've always been in our personal lives and mm-hmm. I think it's carried on um, into our professionals, into the professional space. So mm-hmm. um, there's no... Uh, fear of me saying something and thinking, oh, I'm not going to suggest that because Christine will just knock it back and it won't get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't happen with us Never, at all. No. Um, yeah. And if it's if I make a suggestion it's not going to work for this particular property or for this particular campaign, it doesn't mean it's never going to work at all. We just put it on the shelf yeah. and say, well, let's tweak it. Revisit it, it later. Up, revisit yeah. it later. Yeah. 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 Is there anything that you guys have implemented in the last couple of years, and this might be within the workplace or it might be personal life, that's, um, that's changed, changed your life? I think a, a, a decision we came to about 18 months ago, um, taking on a PA, mm-hmm. at first I was quite hesitant because I'm a bit of a... I like to be in control of everything. Mm-hmm. I like to see something from A to Z and how it happens in between. So our workload was getting to the point that we needed to do something other than just do Turn what we were doing. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So we had a, a long, deep discussion about taking on a PA. I was quite hesitant. Chanel was absolutely for the process. So I think we interviewed a few people and... The girl that we've got now, the young woman that we've got now, is an absolute perfect match to what we want mm-hmm. and how she works with us. And that was a huge decision, um, which not only affected our business life, but our personal life as well. Yeah. Because it gave us that extra, extra time, time to just stop for a moment and do something yeah. else. Yeah. Do you think that's huge? reflective of... Your background in family business probably, you know, always involved with every step of the way, whereas you as a lawyer, you know, you kind of, you have to have help. Absolutely. And I think that's, uh, I sort of, I could see 
what taking on a PA would do for us as individuals mm. and I could see what it could do for us in terms of our capacity and our business. Mm -hmm. um, it was just a matter of having the conversations around that um, with Christine about and not convincing her but almost selling her, yeah. <laughs> negotiating yeah. with her around that, <laughs> um, <laughs> about how that could benefit um, not just uh, our work life but also our personal life too because mm. Two people, um, efficient systems, whatever you want to do, you can only do so much mm. in a seven-day week. Mm -hmm. And it was that. It, and it still is a lot of the time. It is seven days a week uh, and, you know, we'll be making phone calls to each other at, at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Um, when you think the day is done and dusty, you get another call. And so I was conscious that I wanted to not stop uh, expanding the business and not stop um, uh, giving our clients the level of service that they've come to expect from us. I'm yeah. very conscious of capacity yeah. and that we're reaching the, the limit on that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I've always been probably a better delegator. Um, you know, I still struggle sometimes with it because I, I am a little bit like Christine in the set. I like to see it from top to bottom every step of the way. Yeah. But if you can't delegate to someone you have confidence in and, not, you know, we delegate to certain and um, we know that it's that's done. That's covered. And Absolutely. so that's a peace of mind yeah. um, and a capacity. Um, fr it frees you up in a lot of ways I think as it's well. an, such an underrated skill. Like oh it's really gosh. a difficult thing to learn mm. how to delegate and it's how to give proper instruction and how it's something that I struggle with all the time. Yeah. How to but give someone the framework to be successful. Absolutely. Sure. And know? I think that's why the right fit for us was so important. Mm -hmm. And we were also conscious for the person who did take on that role to come into this dynamic, this tent between mm. Christine and Pretty I. Intense which sometimes. is very yeah. intense. You know, I'm I'm known for my intensity in terms of um, how I go about things and um, and Christine and I have a very dynamic relationship and mm -hmm. then you add on top of that the, the personal the mother-daughter yeah I was thinking gosh who are we going to find who wants to take it off you know <laughs> let alone it's going to be crazy <laughs> enough be to crazy deal with that to want to actually be in between us yeah um but as it's turned out um oh, she's not in between fantastic. us she's with us yeah. yeah and um very much committed to our processes and our outcomes as well and her success is obviously inherent in ours and vice versa so very lucky um and it's been a, a really wonderful and all the things that i had said to christine that would happen uh in terms of expanding our capacity expanding our reach um have happened and so i sort of it's a little bit i told you so but um i was for convinced the i was convinced from day one yeah. the day that you know we sat together and the moment i met her and i thought this is it. This, yeah. is, this can work. I'm interested so. to hear, I'm always interested in people's hiring, I guess, and how they hire and what they're looking for. Like were there particular, was there a quality that that you were looking for or was it this, the skills and, and other things would follow? What were you looking for when you I hired that role? I think it was a role? combination of all of those. Mm. But it's like, it's like anything, you've got to feel comfortable and you know, some people can say a lot of words and act and put a lot of things on paper. But when we came to interviewing and meeting um, Sue, uh, is we just felt right. Yeah. It just felt like this young woman gets us. She gets us. And, but, and she would um, come back to us too and say, well, no, how about this? And so we just felt right. She, it's something intangible sometimes. Intan oh, totally. Absolutely yeah. intangible. I, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. my previous um, profession as well, you know, you can have 
people who look amazing on paper, um, yes. you know, in black and white, couldn't be, couldn't read a better resume, couldn't read a better script, um, but you've got to really, really be in front of someone, get a sense of who they are, um, and sometimes they might not have a resume that stacks up in, in things that you wanted. That yeah. we, like, we absolutely have to have this person know this or this or this. And they may not, but they've got an ambition and a, and a, and a drive to learn and to be committed mm. to what we um, are committed to as yeah. well. And if you align yourself with people, not just in a you know a, a personal way, but also um, in terms of just your general business, um, if you align yourself with people who are on the same page and um, have a similar value set, then that will the rest will flow. Yes, the rest yes. will happen yeah. naturally. Very I mean, I guess people choose real estate agents the same way. Exactly. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. So, um, Chanel, what's the most valuable piece of advice you've ever received from Christine? Oh, gosh, oh. ever. <laughs> ever. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Way, 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 way back. Not him. Um, we'll keep it to... to um, Post-uni. Post-uni, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I, I think what I've probably learnt from Christine um, most is the ability to, to just step back sometimes and read the play. Mm-hmm. Um, often... You know, when you're first in real estate and you're young and you're ambitious and you just you're really keen and you're really energized and you just really want to make things happen, um, you can get caught up in that deal or mm-hmm. that transaction or getting that listing, and it, you, your world becomes very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Christine's often sort of and still sometimes says to me, you know, just take a step back, read the play. Where where is where are all the pieces of the puzzle now? Take a breather and then re- you, you can go back to it in an hour or you can go back to it tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Just let it sit, let everyone fall where they need to fall. Yeah. Um, and then you can bring it back together type scenario. Mm-hmm. So it's if anything, it's just a more general sort of take a breather. The world's not going to fall apart if, if the signatures are not on this on this line by six o'clock tonight. Yeah. Um, you can go back to it, let letting sort of people know when to sort of sit and when to yeah. and when to make when a move. So yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. What about you, Christine? Any any advice or wisdom from Chanel? Probably since working together and I'm quite a high achiever, I like to see results and I'm very hard on myself. Um, is sometimes just to stop and learn to say no mm-hmm. and learn to um, put yourself first mm-hmm. before other um, other people, other um, agendas. So I think that's probably it. Just stop and step back. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I have to say to just you, you're entitled to say no to this opportunity, or you're entitled to say no to. I don't the know way how to that, say no. Yeah, that's it's funny yeah, because you know. um, I asked the same question of um, James Thompson and Alan Burke sure. last week when they were in, and they answered the same thing. Yes. They both said l- learning to say no to a listing or to a xyz because i can yeah and the busier you get and the more that your brand is known and um the more people see you of course you do get more calls and you get more people wanting to um get appraisals and and list with you and things like that and um i don't say i won't say that it's often that we say no to an opportunity but we're very particular about how we filter through those opportunities Mm -hmm. and um it's not even about um necessarily what the home is or where the home is it's more about what is what is the the vendors sort of 
position and mm -hmm. how does that align with what we want to yeah. do. Um, and so I think there's a freedom in, in being able to um, push back on things mm. and or um, know your worth in terms of, look, um, this is where we think it's at. Um, we're happy to have a conversation, but we don't just say, we don't just say yes out of fear of, of losing yes. an opportunity or losing a deal or anything like that. And I think people respect you for that a lot more. Absolutely. It's quite um, empowering. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What's um one of the worst piece of advice you've ever heard from someone in the industry? Maybe early in your career you were told something that just now you look back and go, ugh. It was, at the time, it was the worst uh, piece of advice I was given, but on reflection it was the best piece of um vocabulary that was shared with me. Yeah. Um, I first started real estate with another agent. I was with them for three or four months total. And I actually listed this very beautiful property in the middle of Fremantle and I'd just started and we just clicked, the owner and myself clicked and the lady was lovely and she said, I'd like to give this property to you. So I went back as proud as punch to my then principal and I said, this is what I've got. Look. His response to me, and it devastated me, was that, oh, great, you won't ever sell it, but at least you can learn something out of the process. I sat at my desk and after I sort of got in it myself together and I thought, great, I'm going to show you. And I did. Yeah. And then after that transaction finished and settled, I resigned and then I went to where I'm working now. And that was my trigger to success in real estate. Wow. Absolutely best. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Look out. Yeah. <laughs> it was sort of like, gosh, did he know what he was dealing with Unleashing. there? Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. No, I don't think I've I've been really, really fortunate that I've my you know, started in um, at being at Deathridge Groves, you know, with Hayden as, as our principal and industry leader. Um, and, uh, you know, to be surrounded by such um, amazing colleagues who have all got different lengths of experience and different ways and different strengths to them. Mm -hmm. um, we work in a very collaborative environment uh, at the office that we work at. So if I'm sitting there and I've gone to do an appraisal or if I've um, and I just can't get my head around where the value is sitting or I just can't digest what the challenge is. Um, I've got colleagues left, right and centre. I can always stick my head into Hayden and say, what do you think about this, yeah. HG? Um, or to Laurie, um, our general manager. So there's no um, secrets about what we're all trying to achieve together mm -hmm. and we often talk about that being um, quite a distinct sort of feature for us. Yeah. And, but I don't know any other way. Yeah, I've, okay. I've been so lucky that I started in this industry in such a brilliant environment that um, I've never been made to feel that um, anything I say or ask could could be stupid or could yeah. be um, taken the wrong way. So I, I've not had any um, bad advice, to be honest. I've just been lucky that I've been surrounded by people who've got such great skills mm -hmm. that um, I, I listen Constantly, yeah. Even when I shouldn't lean my ears. <laughs> so am I. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm wondering. You both seem obviously very high-performing people and personalities, and you can obviously bounce off each other and, and kind of gain momentum from each other. But when you do lose focus or lose a bit of motivation, what do you do to get it back? I think 
whoever you are or whatever sort of motivates you to keep going, you, it's, it's super important to step back and to spend some time with yourself, mm-hmm. whether it's coffee with your best friend, whether it's, you know, a nice crisp white at Strange mm-hmm. Company or <laughs> wherever it is, whatever, a walk on the beach. Mm-hmm. Remember to take time to smell the roses and what this is all about. Just giving 110% of yourself, it's, you know, it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. Spending a moment doing what you love just reinvigorates. Yeah. 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 So not, mine's normally bubbles. But. Yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> it usually involves champagne or, you know, throwing a day through or something like that. But it is, it's really important that, um, I mean, it's been said about this industry a lot, that, you know, you... It can be unrelenting and unforgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't manage your time and manage um, your, I think, your mm-hmm. mental health as well, um, very, very particularly, and be surround yourself by people who um, have always got one eye on you, you know, checking in on you, mm-hmm. seeing how things are going. You know, I'm so, so lucky my children and I have got, you know, as Christine mentioned, our family's very close, but I've also got a really tight-knit um, group of friends who mm-hmm. were all young mums, we're all working mums, and even if we can't see each other, we're on a group text together yeah. all day, um, all hours of the night, if it's one thing or another. Um, I feel very connected to them, so you don't feel like you've ever got um, going through something alone, which mm-hmm. I think this industry probably could be quite like that. I would say so, yeah. Um, if you're a, a single agent and you just work, 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 it could be quite isolating. You can look up 12 months later and think, gosh, where's everybody gone? Yeah. Sort of, you know, haven't seen anyone or done mm-hmm. anything. Um, so, no, we probably have heard and, you know, we enjoy a good social life. We do. Yeah. And it, it revolves around Fremantle and Fremantle people and places. Um, but that's a part of our business, I suppose, as well. But, yeah. no, we, we're not afraid of um, a meal out or, you know, um, having Just a drink. Or, yeah, yeah, you've got to do those things. Yeah. Um, to stay connected to also the place that we sell homes in, the people that we sell homes for. We, yeah. You know, you can't go down to Woolies without um, running into anybody that you know or yeah. the petrol, wherever it is. But that's a part of what we do as well. Mm-hmm. So, And you have to, I mean, the reason that you work hard is to then... Enjoy life. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Sure. And you've got to remember that you're doing that. And when you take time out, you know, over Christmas, and you have some time out, you think, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? We'll get back busy. You just have to cut that out. Get on a plane to Bali. Go down south. Just unwind and have that and remember that, yes, mm-hmm. what am I in this game for why am I doing this yeah, mm. absolutely mm. beautiful I'm going to end it there ladies oh thank you what a so nice much. note to end it on <laughs> this has been fabulous thank you that's it for this episode we'd love any feedback or guest suggestions so please hit me up on Instagram on Jess at crib to let us know what you think did you know about our new podcast Off Market Off Market is the latest project from Crib Creative Every fortnight, you can join me, Shane Beaumont, Ross Hunter, and a special guest as we break down Perth's property market. Find Off Market Perth wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you enjoy our shows, this one or Off Market, please don't forget to subscribe and be sure to tell a friend. 